morning, church. It's good to be with you here. It's good to be with you online. I'm Pastor Vern, and uh, one of the things that Andrea just said as she was praying for us, she said, we are part of a family that's bigger than what's here, and, and that's a great uh, segue for me to mention that uh, I would like you to keep Pastor Marsha in prayer. Pastor Marsha is today in Burundi, Africa. She is visiting a free Methodist university there and uh, sent me some pictures this morning, worshiping with about 600 Christians who are part of the free Methodist church in Burundi, Africa. So it uh, looks like everything is going well there. So, But please keep her in prayer for, for all of that and um, for health and safe travel and, and for good meetings with the people there at the university. I also wanted to mention that this Wednesday is the first Wednesday of the month, and that is a centered night. So at 6 o'clock, we'll be meeting here in the sanctuary, and we'll spend about an hour in uh, prayer and worship, and everybody is welcome to come and be part of that. It kind of uh, follows well on Pastor Marsh's message last week, which was about how to pray. We are in a series called Basic, and uh, just looking at some basic things about our faith and our walk with God and, and how we can uh, make that stronger. Today, we're going to be talking about the reciprocal part of uh, prayer, which is hearing from God, okay, and following Him. So if there is a God, and I totally believe that there is, uh, and he created us to be in relationship with him, and I totally believe that that's true, then it would only make sense that God would want to communicate with us, right? Because you can't really have relationship without communication. You can't, uh, you know, get to know one another. You can't grow stronger in your bonds with one another unless there's give and take, unless there's a back and forth kind of communication going on. And fortunately, God wants to communicate with us, and that's rarely the problem. Most often, the problem with our communication with God is that we're not that great at listening, uh, or maybe we need to just get better at listening. Now, I do want to say, we're going to be talking about hearing from God, but I do want to say right up front that there are times when a, a person may not be hearing from God. You may feel like God is silent in your life, and that's not necessarily because you're doing anything wrong. It's not necessarily because you are failing somehow in your part of the relationship. Remember that when Jesus went to the cross, uh, one of the things that he quoted, one of the things he said from the cross was from Psalm 22. He quoted these verses, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer by night, but I find no rest. Now, Jesus was expressing the fact that he was feeling God was, was not responding to him. He was not, Jesus was not hearing from the Father in those moments on the cross. He felt very alone. So, so if you feel at times like, like God is not responding to your prayers or he's not answering you or you're not hearing from him, that doesn't necessarily mean, again, that you are doing anything wrong. Um, some people call this uh, the dark night of the soul when it lasts a period of time uh, and you just feel that distance from God. And, uh, and God is still at work in those times, and that's what we need to remember. God is still at work. He's still listening. He still has you uh, in his heart, um, but for his purposes, he may take you through a period of time like that. I, I also want to point out that um, Jesus totally understands what you're going through when you go through that. And the psalm affirms later on in verse 24 that God is listening. I just read this verse, for he has not, God has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. And he will respond, and he will answer you in his time when he knows that it's right. 
But we're going to talk about hearing from God. My main point today is that God is not silent, or maybe I should have said not usually silent, normally silent, but we need to listen. Uh, we need to learn how to listen. So um, that's what we're going to be focusing on this morning. And I'm going to be reading from Isaiah chapter 55. I'm going to read most of that chapter, except for a couple of verses. This is, Isaiah was a prophet, lived about seven, 800 years before Jesus was incarnated, before he walked the earth. Uh, he was preaching and sharing prophecy, sharing words of God to uh, the nation of Israel at a time when they were really going far away from God. They were going deeper into sin, deeper into idolatry. And, uh, and this is a response to what the people were going through. Isaiah 55, God is speaking through Isaiah, and he says, Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good, and you will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. I'm going to skip to verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them and to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth, and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire, and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy. And be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper, and instead of briars the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. First point I want to make, and we're going to go through that, uh, that passage of Scripture kind of section by section. The first section is from verses 1 to 3. And the first point I want to make is that we need to hear from God, and God wants to be heard. God very much wants to uh, have us hear him. He is not aiming to be uh, hidden from us or to keep from communicating with us. He wants, to, he wants us to hear him speak to us. And you see that so clearly in these first three verses where it says, "'Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters.'" Come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money. Listen, listen to me. You will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. You know, in just those three verses, you just count up the words. I hear God saying, come five times, listen three times, and give ear one time. So nine times in these three verses, God is asking Israel, and by extension us, to listen and to respond to his invitation. Willard, Dallas Willard, in a book called Hearing God, which I, I reread in preparation for this message, it's a wonderful book on this topic, he said, God desires friendship with us, and friends talk to each other, friends communicate, and God is seeking to build a friendship with each of us. 
And you see that here. You know, it, it almost, uh, with, with all those words, come, listen, give ear, it almost sounds like and God is pleading. I hesitate to say that because you, we, we don't think of a king pleading with his subjects, right? Come to me. We don't think of a king doing that. But, but doesn't it almost sound like God is pleading with us? He couldn't say it any more forcefully that he seeks us out. He wants us to come and listen to him. Parents, when you say to your kids, come here or listen up, do you want to be heard? Or are you just talking to hear yourself? You ever use that phrase with your kids? I'm, I'm not just talking to hear myself talk, right? You want them to respond. Well, God very much is saying this because he wants us to listen and to respond to him. It's a simple point, but it's an important place, I think, for us to start. Notice this, too. God is not inviting us to listen to him because he wants something from us, right? He says, come. You don't have any money? You don't have nothing to give me? That's fine. Come. He's not asking anything from us except our devotion and our love. What he wants to do is he wants us to come to respond to him, to hear him, because he wants to give to us. He wants to give to us those life-enriching, life-forming things that only God can give to us, the things that feed and enrich our soul. So God is reaching out, imploring us to listen and to hear. And and I can't help but, but think of Jesus when I read that passage. I think of, of Jesus in John chapter 7. It says, On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. You hear Jesus saying the very same thing that, that, that God was saying through Isaiah to Israel, right? And that should not surprise us because Jesus is God in the flesh. He's making the same invitation to us today. If you're thirsty, if life isn't satisfying you, if you're not getting what you desire out of this life, it's because you haven't turned to me and let me fill you with living water. Listen, listen to me and eat what is good. Isaiah says. So that's the first point. The second point is this. If we want to hear from God, we need to prepare ourselves for what God might want to say to us. We need to get ready to listen. You know, we often act like we're ready to listen and we're not, right? I mean, nobody reads a newspaper. Well, I, I still get the Batavian. I, I still like physical newspaper, but lots of people don't read physical newspapers anymore. But we have iPads, right? We have computers. And, and I can very well remember when Deb and I first got married, I loved to read the newspaper. I'd come home from work. She'd want to tell me about her day and talk to me, and I would have the newspaper up, just an old stereotype of a guy with a newspaper, but that's who I was. I'd have the, uh-huh, yep, I'm listening to you, hon. And then after a while, I'd be, wait a minute, what did you say, right? Or I'd ask her something, and she said, I told you that five minutes ago. And it's because I wasn't prepared to listen. I wasn't ready to listen. And a lot of us, you know, we come to God, and we're not prepared to listen. There are some things that we need to do to put ourselves in a place where we can really hear from God. And in these first, uh, in, in verses 6 through 9 of that Isaiah passage, this, uh, these are some of the things that I pulled out of that in this regard. First, honestly want to hear what God has to say. Do, do you want to hear from God, honestly? Or do you just want to go to God and, and have him tell you what you want, what you would like to hear, not necessarily what he needs to tell you? Do you want to hear from God, or do you want to tell God what to tell you, right? This is the difference. It won't do us much good to ask God to speak to us if we really, honestly, do not want to hear what he has to say, or if our reasons for seeking God out are selfish. James chapter 4, verse 3, he says, When you ask... God, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. 
in verse 6 of Isaiah 55, it says, seek the Lord. And, and that means don't, don't just glance his way from time to time, right? Don't just say, oh, yep, hi, God, you know, it's good that you're there. Take care of me today and then get on your way and, and forget about him, right? Seek the Lord means pursue him diligently. Look for him like it matters to you. You know, listen to him like you really want to hear. That's what he's talking about in that. So that's the first step. Resolve that you really want to hear what God has to say. The second thing that we need to do is deal with a sin that gets in the way of our hearing. In verse 7, Isaiah 55, it says, Let the wicked forsake their ways. If we want to truly hear from God, we need to be willing to let go of our sinful ways. You know, sometimes our sin is what is, is blocking us from hearing what God has to say because it's uncomfortable, because we don't want to deal with it. Uh, and so we're not listening to God. But God cannot just ignore sin. He's a holy God. Psalm 66, 18 says this, If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Now, take comfort with the word cherished, okay? It doesn't say, if I had any sin in my heart, then the Lord would not listen. That's, that's not what it says. It doesn't say, if I struggle with a sin in my heart, uh, then God won't listen. That's not what it says. What it says is, if I cherish the sin that's in my heart. If I want to hold on to it, if I'm not ready to let go of that sin or those sinful ways, if I love that sin in some way, then God is under no obligation to speak to me until I deal with that. God wants to make us holy people. He wants to make us sinless people. And that's, he wants to build our character. And so this is one of the things that God is going to focus on when he speaks to us. If we're cherishing sin, we got to deal with that. The third thing is trust in God's mercy and goodness. Trust that when you go to God with your sin, that he will be merciful and good to you. You do not have to be afraid to go to God and talk to him about your sin and the struggle that you're having because he will have mercy and he will, it says in, in Isaiah 55, freely pardon. We need to know that God is for us, not against us. You know, it's very hard. I had a boss once years and years ago before I became a pastor. I had a boss that I just, it, we got to a place where I could not trust him. I couldn't trust that he was, he was really pulling for me, that he was looking out for me. Uh, he, was, he was not somebody that I was going to open up my heart to because I, I just did not trust the things that he was going to do or say. And so consequently, I held back right? I was always suspicious, you know, when our conversations with each other, I was always, you know, what's really going on here, right? I couldn't open up because I did not trust in his goodness and his mercy. We have to get past that with the Lord. You know, if you've had a life where, where you have gotten to a place, and some of us have, where we struggle to know that God is good, it's like, why, God, weren't you there for me in this situation, or why did you allow this to happen? And we may question the goodness of God. We got to deal with that if we're going to really open up to God and then consequently be able to hear from him. And you may need help with that. You know, you may need to talk with a trusted Christian friend or one of the pastors to get through some of those barriers that might exist between you and God. And then the fourth thing here is to acknowledge that God's wisdom is superior to ours. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. If we're going to hear from God, we have to accept that God's wisdom is superior to ours. It requires a certain kind of humility to hear from God, right? An understanding that God knows more about things than we do. Proverbs 3.34 says God mocks proud mockers. In other words, God is, is not under any obligation to respond to people who think that they know more than he does, right? He'll wait for us to be humbled before he speaks to us in those situations. 
So if we want to hear from God, we need to be prepared to really hear what he has to say, deal with the sin that gets in the way, trust that he is good, and accept that he has more wisdom than we do. All of this uh, makes me think about uh, a story regarding Jesus in John chapter 7. Some soldiers were sent to arrest him. The, the religious authorities were tired of Jesus. They wanted to arrest him, put him on trial. So they sent some soldiers, some guards to pick him up and bring him back. And the soldiers, they went and they, they're listening to Jesus and they come back without him. And the uh, religious authorities said, well, where's Jesus? You were supposed to arrest him. And they said, well, we couldn't do it. We've never heard anybody talk the way this guy talks. Right? They were so taken with the things that he had to say. It so penetrated their hearts, they couldn't carry out the duty that they had been given. You know, we need to approach God with that same idea, that same attitude. You're going to tell me things in a, in a way nobody else can tell me these things, Lord. You're going to penetrate my heart in a way that nobody else can. Well, those are some preparatory steps that we need to take to hear from God. Let me get practical for a minute on how to hear from God once our hearts are prepared. You know, in the Bible, there's all kinds of ways God speaks, Right? He speaks uh, uh, through visions and angelic messengers and dreams and audible voices. He spoke to Moses through a burning bush. He, talked, he spoke through a talking donkey and, and, and so on. But, you know, the primary way that God speaks to people in the Bible and to us is through his word communicated through his messengers and written down for us, the scriptures. People like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Moses, Daniel, Matthew, Paul, Peter, John. Some of the ways that God spoke in the scriptures were incredibly unique and probably not to be repeated. If you come to me and say, Pastor Vern, I have a message from you that I got from a donkey, I'm going to be really skeptical of that and probably not going to listen uh, and, and believe what you have to say just on that basis alone. That was probably a one-off, right? We can kind of agree to that. But God can and still does speak in many of the ways he did then. He still speaks through dreams and visions and strong impressions Okay, and of course from scripture. I believe that, that God has spoken to me several times in a dream. I've had a few dreams where they just seem so um, unusual, but also so full of meaning that in my situation that I felt very strongly that God had spoken a message to me through those dreams. It's only happened a few times in my life, but, but they were very real experiences. I know people who've been awakened at night and felt that they needed to pray for someone and only later on discovered why that was so. Florence Nightingale was 17 when one morning she wrote in her diary, God spoke to me and called me to his service. I think her story is interesting because at 17, she didn't know what that service was going to be. She just wrote down, I believe that God has spoken to me and called me to service. And it wasn't until later on in her life that she realized after a series of things that it was to nursing that God was calling her, which was very much out of the, the realm of, of the possible for her at that time. Her family was rich and they didn't want her to become a nurse and to be hanging out with sick people and diseased people and so on. But she felt strongly, God has called me to this. God appears to be working among Muslims through, uh, and bringing them to an awareness of Jesus through dreams. We hear that story. That's a that's, uh, story that's repeated a lot right now. I was reading about a family in Kurdistan where each member of the household uh, separately had a dream one night that they should cross a river the next day to find living water. They crossed the river, met somebody who gave them a Bible. And later on, when they made their way to Europe, um, they have that Bible with them. So God can and does still speak in, in many ways. But the primary way he's going to speak to us today is through Scripture, through, through the Bible. So if we want to hear from God, we need to be immersed in God's Word and allow God to speak to us through it. This is 
referred to in Isaiah 55, 10 and 11, where God says his word will accomplish what he wants to accomplish through it. Of course, that presupposes that we want to allow God to do his work in our life, right? He gives us the word. Are we willing to receive it? Three steps to hearing God through the Bible. First, open the Bible. Is that kind of a duh thing to say? Like, yeah, you really shocked me with that one, Pastor Martin. Open the Bible, right? But are you doing it? Are you opening your Bible regularly? Are you reading it? You know, are you taking time to do that? We need to develop regular habits of reading the Bible. It needs to become a regular thing like brushing your teeth or having breakfast, making your morning coffee. We need to be reading Scripture. Right now, I'm reading from four different, I have a reading plan, and I'm reading from four different books of the Bible, 2 Timothy, 2 Kings, Hosea, and the Psalms. And, and I'll tell you, there are mornings where I read from one of those books, and it's like, nah, I'm not really getting anything from God in that. But then one of the other books will be, okay, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. We need to be in Scripture. We need to be immersed in it. You know, you ever tell your child, uh, go take a shower, and they come out, and their hair's not wet, you know, and, and, and you say, you didn't get under the water, did you? You know, go back in there and get into the water, right? And that's kind of how we need to approach our reading of the Bible. We need to get immersed in it. We need to make it a regular thing to be reading Scripture. So open the Bible and read it, study it. Secondly, read it thoughtfully. And by that I mean don't just, don't just scan it, right? Don't just read it to read it, right? Okay, okay, pastor said I need to read my Bible, so I'm going to read a chapter, check, got that done. Now on to other things. I'm a list person. Any list people here? I, I am one of those people that honestly I will have a list and I will do something that's not on the list. I will write it on the list just so I can check it off that I did it. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I see that hand. I see that hand, right? So... Yeah, I mean, that's, but you know what? We can come to the Bible that way, right? We can, okay, I did that, check. And that's not gonna, we're not gonna hear God when we do that. We need to take time with Scripture. We need to, even if that means reading shorter, smaller passages of Scripture, but really thinking about what I'm reading, we need to do that. It's, it's not a race to the finish. It's a way to let God speak to us. And then the third thing is expect God to speak through it. Expect God to speak to you through his word. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. All scripture. So even those parts that are difficult to understand, you know, God has something for us in them. And it may take us some time to find it, but it's there. We need to take the time. Uh, Carol McLeod, when she was here a few weeks ago, I was amused because she, she was walking us through a, a very good teaching on studying the Bible, and uh, she quoted Psalm 119.18, which I often pray when I sit down to read my Bible. Psalm 119.18, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. And I just pray that to prepare myself to hear what God might want to say to me in that reading. You know, Jesus said, and uh, Luke, Luke wrote it down for us, therefore consider carefully how you listen. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they think they have will be taken from them. We need to be thoughtful. We need to listen. All right, two things. Uh, quickly, I want to say uh, two more suggestions about hearing from God. One, don't go through life expecting God to give you a message a minute, okay? Um, sometimes, I think early in Christian life, some people feel that way, like, okay, I need to pray about everything, like, God, what should I, should I have oatmeal or eggs for breakfast, right? God is, that's not, God doesn't care, 
okay? Unless you have cholesterol problems, I suppose. I don't know. But anyway, you know, uh, you, you know, just, this, the, God is not, is not seeking to make us robotic, okay? He, he, if he wanted robots, he would have made robots, right? But he made living human beings with minds, right? With hearts, with wills. And what he's seeking to do is to form us into Christ-likeness. And, and, and our parents, aren't you most proud of your children? I mean, certainly, you know, I have adult children. I love when they, when they ask me for advice or they want to talk something over with me. But I'm really also very proud of them when they make decisions in life that reflect the values we have as a family that are honoring to God, right? That's, that's really wonderful, right? When they can do that on their own. I don't want my son calling me from L.A. in in the morning saying, Dad, what should I have for breakfast? You know, what route should I take to work? I mean, you know, make those decisions on your own and, and, and you figure it out based on your relationship with the Lord and what God is doing in your life and how the Holy Spirit is leading you, right? That's what God is seeking to do for all of us. There are times where God has a specific thing he's going to want from you. And, and Abraham Lincoln said, and I love it, he said, if God has something he wants me to do, I am absolutely confident he will get that message to me one way or another. And I am too. God will get that message to you. But often God is just saying, be like my son Jesus, know what I think, how I feel about things, and make your decisions and make your life. So don't expect the, the message a minute thing. And then secondly, um, stay humble. Stay humble in this. God is a perfect communicator, perfect communicator, but we are imperfect listeners. This is an area where we need to continue to grow. And so we grow by staying humble and recognizing we're going to make some mistakes. We're going to misunderstand God. We're going to mishear God, or we won't be in a place where we're really able to listen. But don't let that turn you away from seeking to grow in this area. Continue to come to the Lord and ask him to speak to you and to show you what you need to know. Last thing, when we do hear from God, we need to respond to what he tells us. In the last verses of that chapter from Isaiah, verses 12 and 13, it says, you, you will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. And, and it paints a picture which I think, you know, is, is, is a picture of an ideal time in our life when we are hearing from God and we're stepping forward in joy and in peace because we know we're so in tune with what God is seeking from us and what he's telling us and how he's leading us. And maybe that doesn't happen all the time for us in this life. So much gets in the way. But I think it's a vision of what will be as we get better and better at listening to God and following him. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are a God who seeks to speak to us. And we do pray, very simply, that you would help us to become, at become better at listening, Lord. Um, help us to hear your voice amidst all of the, the noise of the world. Help us to grow uh, in our ability to, to respond to that voice. Lead us forth in joy and in peace like you promised to do. And we will celebrate you and we will rejoice and we will praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, it would be a cruel joke if uh, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And that's all I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you anything more. <laughs> yeah, figure it out on your own, right? But praise God, he doesn't leave us to figure it out on our own. He continues to speak. God has not stopped speaking, so we should not stop listening. Amen? Amen. Have a great week. Go Bills, and go in the grace 
of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 